Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. Greg, how's it going? As always, Russ, I am uh, very excited about today's interview. You're not the only one at your house excited about today's interview, right? You've got, you've got your dogs and you've got nobody else home to watch your dogs. So we might actually hear how excited your dogs are about DIY for Business. We, we haven't actually had them on the show <laughs> at this point. I've, I've done a good job editing them out, but uh, in, our, in our little pre-talk here, I don't know if I can edit all that out. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can get through it. <laughs> they definitely want to become stars. They want their <laughs> message they do. heard, right? And that, yes. that's, you know, today's society, you know, a lot of people want to have their message heard today. And sometimes they're not heard properly. Exactly. And I'm worried my dogs are not going to come across the right way. Right. Oh, hey, I think I heard a, a little, little oh, bark yeah. there. No, yeah. she's, she's, she's talking. <laughs> she's making well, a as, point. As they say, there's, there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? <laughs> I actually, I think there is some bad publicity out there. You know what? There definitely is. Um, actually, just in the last couple of years, we've had some bad publicity uh, or PR incidents. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the the Peloton thing with uh, <laughs> Sex in the City or the uh, whatever it's called now, and and just like that. Uh, right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, first of all, hated the show. It was just not fun. I don't know if you watched it. Spoiler, it's not great. But <laughs> Another spoiler. All they had to do was read the script, right? It, I mean, be right. prepared. Be oh, prepared. right. The whole Peloton thing. They didn't read the script. They didn't right. approve the script. They didn't like – they and and they kill off one of the main characters uh, yeah. off, right after getting off of their product and then all of a sudden stock dives because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Uh, not, Probably not, not the affiliation they were looking for. No, no, no. And then uh, that, how about the Pepsi thing a couple of years oh, back? The uh, Kendall Jenner Kendall thing Jenner, where yeah, uh, yeah. you've got the, the protests going on. She brings out a Pepsi and uh, basically uh, trivializes all of the uh, social justice movement uh, like in 30 seconds. Probably That's not the best move, right? Not the best move, no. So there's been plenty of, of bad PR incidents out there. And what do you do if that happens to you as a business owner? What do you, how do you handle the bad stuff and how do you make good stuff happen? Right. Cause there's the whole, you know, earned media versus paid media. And so you, you know, maybe you could bring in some uh, additional exposure for your business by focusing on PR. Well, there's definitely professionals that will help you through it and train you and help you with that preparation, right? Because as the the celebrity or the person that's getting their message out there, you know, trying to communicate their passion, you need that professional that is going to guide you through that journey. Because mm -hmm. uh, as we've noted, mistakes can be made. Yes. Yes, they can. <laughs> the big companies make them. So yes, everybody can make them. Everybody can make those mistakes. And to help us uh, talk to uh, about PR today, we've got Gary Schneeberger. Did I say your name right, Gary? You, you told us how to say it, and then I talked a bunch. Well, you said it the way it's spelled, but it's actually pronounced Schneeberger. That's what my dad told me. Schneeberger. There's two E's in there, but they're, they're pronounced like an A-Y. That's what my dad told me when I was like 10, so I'm sticking to it. All right. Well, that works. we got to listen to dad. Like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you look at my last name, it's it's not easy, and and people at the grocery store always just look at the receipt oh. for five minutes, trying yeah. to actually say my name. It's 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 yeah. not easy. 
I yeah, feel your pain. <laughs> yeah, those all my life being in communications, it's been like all my life. I wish my last name was Smith because it's like right. You know, it's like yes, my name's Gary. My last name is I have to spell it for you, and then I exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we got the pronunciation right. We got to give you know who you are. You are the yeah. president of Roar and the author of Bite the Dog, and you are a PR professional. You you've worked with some amazing people. Tell us a little bit about what you do and how you've gotten to the point where you're at. Well, first of all, guys, thanks for having me on. Um, it's uh, it's a, a pleasure, um, you know, to be here with you. I'll answer a question that you didn't ask me, but you talked about yourselves. That, um, in the beginning, there is such a thing as bad PR, but there's not such mm-hmm. a thing as PR so bad you can't survive it. Um, uh, nice. That's uh, you can definitely. I have a chapter in my book called "Dollar Sign Ampersand Exclamation Point Plus Sign Is Survivable." If you put those <laughs> those symbols together, you know what they spell. So right. all that stuff is survivable, and we can talk about that. But uh, six years ago, I formed uh, my firm Roar after a career of working for nonprofits. I worked in Hollywood for a while doing publicity for uh, major films. And um, at some point, I decided that I wanted to put the things that I learned from the communications business together to for my, you know, for my vision for what good PR is and, and helping people. You mentioned it earlier, be heard. How can we help people be heard? So that's mm-hmm. really what we do at Roar um, have a really nice roster of uh, clients, small business folks, um, um, you know, uh, entrepreneurs, um, uh, speakers, authors. Uh, it's it's what I love about my job, guys, is that every day when we started talking, there was news that was going on out there in the world. Right? I don't know what the news is going to be like when we stop talking. Every day, every second of every day brings a new opportunity to uh, the subtitle of my book talks about making news that matters. And mm-hmm. every every second of every day gives us that opportunity. So that's the thing that 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 gives me the the uh, excitement to do what I do. Yeah. And that I mean, you know, the, the, the news over the last few years hasn't been that great. A lot of the times. Right. Like uh, I try not to watch the news anymore (laughs) just because there's so much bad going on. How does a business turn like, and, and, and kind of make their way out of that and, and float above like all of the bad news that's out there? Yeah. The, I talk about my book, there are three ways that anyone or any organization can, can what I call commit news. You can commit news in, in, in one of three ways. You can meet expectations. That just means you do what is expected of people who do what you do. So say there's a reporter who wants to write about uh, people who dig pools and you're listed in some listing as someone who digs pools. You may luck out. They may call you because you have met expectations. You're a pool digger and that's who they're looking for. That's the easiest way, lowest hanging fruit way to make news. The second way, better way to do it gets you on that scale of rising above some of the negative din that's out there is to exceed expectations. Dig your pools in a way that is different perhaps than other people dig their pools. And the third way, the best way, uh, the one that that you can commit news that has a contrail, that has a tail on it, that can last for a while, that is to upset expectations. 
do something counter to what they expect you to do. And by they, I mean the media, the culture. You run counter to what they expect. Um, uh, you dig pools um, sideways in a mountain. I don't know if that's possible, but if you did that and it was possible, uh, the media would be knocking on your door or diving in your pool to uh, talk to you about it. I think there's going to be a lot of pool contractors listening to this show that's going to take <laughs> note of that idea. And they go, if that's the highest level of PR, I'm going to have to start thinking that way. That's right. I, I really enjoy what you said there because, you know, I've always had the philosophy when I'm talking to different business owners is if you could include a surprise, something mm -hmm. that your client, uh, your audience was not expecting, a positive right. surprise, right? Not a negative surprise, but a positive surprise. That's what elevates, right? That takes you know somebody's uh, satisfaction level from an eight to a 10 because they're going, yeah, they did a good job. Everything was happy and they did this. And I wasn't expecting that. And it just rose them up and it, it took them up an extra two notches. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. that's kind of what you're saying, right? Yeah. It's the kind of thing where... They just people don't expect it. Think about how when when something is unexpected in our own lives, just day to day, right? A billboard we see that we weren't expecting that there, or you know, you bump into somebody uh, who who is on TV, or you you know, whatever those unexpected moments are, it, it it's kind of a good shock to the system. That's what you want to do, and what you want to do it to. One of the, the chief things you have to always remember when you're engaging the press is that your audience is not the people. Your audience, first audience is the press. And you need to, it, it's sort of like football. I, I compare it in my book to a goal line stand at, you know, in a football game. You're the offense, right? The press is the defense. Their audience is the end zone. You got to get through the the linebackers and defensive linemen to get in the end zone. That's how you have to do it. Mm -hmm. You have to appeal to them. And the best way to do that, the one thing you can never do, if you hear nothing else, listener, that I'm going to say, catch this. Never ask the press for anything. Always offer them something. Offer them something that will be informative, entertaining, um, perspective-changing, um, surprising uh, uh, upsets expectations of their audience because they're in the business of appealing to their audience. If you give them a story that appeals to their audience, if you show them that you're thinking of their audience when you pitch them, that's going to get you an, a more open door than if you're like, hey, I'm doing this and this and this and this and you should feature me. No, you should feature me because your audience is going to find this incredibly interesting or invigorating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's how you're, I guess, attracting the press, getting past the press so that they can be your messenger and, and get the word out there. Right. They lend you their megaphone, right? That's, right. You mentioned earlier, um, uh, Russ, this idea that earned media versus paid media. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and so earned media, that's press coverage, paid media, that's advertising. Um, Nielsen did a study a few years back that found that earned media is, take a guess, how many percentage points more effective it is than uh, paid media. Just guess at a number. Uh, I'm going to guess 100. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm going to guess 500. <laughs> okay. Well, you're both high, but not by much. It's, it's about 90% more effective. And the reason hmm. why is very simple. Advertising is you paying to say we're great, right? right? Coverage of your story in the media is a third party saying these guys are interesting enough that I'm loaning them my megaphone to have access to my audience, to have access to my end zone. That mm -hmm. comes with great um, um, uh, gravitas out there. Advertising has its place. It raises awareness. But if you want to build affinity for your product, for your, uh, for your business, that's where you, you, you go out there and you establish some earned media because that's where affinity gets built. So uh, when I worked in radio, I, I worked in radio for, I don't know, I won't say how long because it'll make me sound older. We'll just say <laughs> about before about headphones were invented. No, we'll just, yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I worked in radio, and I remember, uh, and this, this, oh man, I'm just going to continue to date myself. We had a fax machine. <laughs> what is that? Uh, wait, yeah, exactly. was it, what, what is that? Was it the curly paper or was it real paper? Uh, it was real paper. That, right, that makes it a little okay. later. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that makes you more contemporary. Good for you. Well, the fact that I get that reference kind of aged me. Now yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but we, we had this fax machine where all the press releases would come in. Yep. And I just remember walking by there. And here's why I remember it was the um, – uh, it, it was not the the curly paper. I would go over there sometimes and there'd be a big stack of them. So I would just turn the stack over, put it back into the machine so we could print on the other side. Because yep. yep. there were just so many that would come in. We'd probably get, you know, a hundred a day at, right. at certain points. How do you stand out? That is not the most effective way to commit news uh, because press releases, as you just gave the example, get thrown away. Or nowadays mm -hmm. they get deleted they get thrown away virtually off a computer when the email yeah. comes in. It's right. and in the business that's been called for generations, a spray and pray tactic, right? The idea is you just kind of throw it out there into the universe and hope somebody picks it up. Well, somebody very rarely picks it up. So the way to do it is to target, right? The last thing you want to do, if you're, let's go back. I'm just, I'm, I'm all about the pool diggers today. If you're a pool digger <laughs> And you, and you spray and pray your press release out through some service and it lands in the inbox of someone who writes about um, uh, uh, local charities, they're going to not care at all. They're right. going to throw that away. So you got to target it. And I can talk more about how indeed you do target it to someone who's going to be prone to be interested in what you have to say. Nice. Okay. Well... See, you, you saw the little signal for the break. You, you can tell you, you, you do this. You I know, know how you know to rap. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to take, a, take <laughs> a short break. Because what I have to do is I have to go by sidewaypools.org um, so that I can sell that to somebody that's listening to the show. So we'll take a short break. I'll buy my domain and we'll be right back. And welcome back to DIY for Business. It's uh, Russ and Greg with you. I just bought a couple of domains. It's, it's crazy because we were talking about sideway pool diggers earlier. And uh, that sounds like a band, too. It does, that right? sounds like a band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a band from the 90s. Guys, I, 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 we got to dig into this a little more. Oh, hey. Oh, oh hey. Oh, oh, oh hello. 
Hello. I like it. I like it. So, okay, you were you were talking about how this kind of spray and pray, just like sending out a bunch of press releases, is not the way to go. What yeah. is the way to go? How do we how do we get the word out there uh, and and uh, earn some media? Yeah the the phrase that I use a lot is that um, uh, p- PR is neither rocket science, so it's not really 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 hard, and it's not dumb luck. You can't just walk into it. It's the wise leveraging of expectations and opportunities in the marketplace and in the media to position yourselves as what we talked about earlier, as an author, expert, speaker, coach, consultant, business, entrepreneur, whatever, as one of those things that has information, has insight, has entertainment, has something that the audiences of a given press person is going to want to know about. So the first step of targeting is to know your audience. And that is whatever your business is, go find reporters. Or if you do hire someone like me, we will find reporters and journalists who cover that kind of thing. The last thing you want to do is what I talked about before. You don't want to send something about pool digging to a charity reporter. They're going to, they're going to know that you didn't take any time to try to get to know who they are. Um, and you've got to be able to target those kinds of things and then let them know, here's why what my business is doing is something that you should cover because in the it's something that's in the news right now, but it offers a different perspective on it is the best way to do it. Again, meet expectations, exceed expectations, or upset expectations. If you can get to that exceed and upset place, that's where you can say, this is going on in the culture right now. I'm doing it a little bit differently than the other guys doing it. Here's why your readers, listeners, viewers are going to want to know that. You know what I think is really cool about your company, Roar, is like you were saying earlier, you have a a really impressive roster of people that you've worked with from celebrities to politicians to CEOs to the entrepreneurs and small business people. And I think what a lot of small businesses, you know, they're, they're listening to our show right now and entrepreneurs, and they might be thinking, gosh, do I really have a message that's worth getting in the news or getting into media? Um, and what would you say to, to those business owners? Like, how do, you know, to the same point of how do they stand out is like, we know they're relevant. They know they're relevant, but, you know, what's the message and what's the process? Yeah, one of the things that I have to do to continue to call myself a PR professional is if I'm in a a situation like this, I've got to, you know, promote myself, right? So you you mentioned my book, uh, Bite the Dog, Build a PR Strategy to Make News That Matters. And I talk about that very thing in the book. One of the things that you have to do as a business is understand what your value proposition is especially if there are other people who are doing what you're doing and chances are you're not the only person doing what you're doing there. What is it that makes you distinctive? What is it that, that you offer that makes that you offer that's a little bit better than the other guy offers it or a little bit different than the other guy offers it. Find your distinctives and then leverage those distinctives. It's all about good PR is all about knowing which levers to push and pull at the right time in the right direction so that you can get press interested. It doesn't have, you know, Sorry, it's going to be, it's not going to be 100% of the time, right? You're going to be like Shaquille O'Neal at the free throw line, right? It, 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 it's going to come, but you keep shooting, right? It's, and he scored a lot of points because he kept shooting. So, you know, it is a long game. 
it is not an instantaneous uh, thing that develops. But like I said, um, if you keep wisely leveraging those expectations and opportunities in the media and the marketplace, keep doing it. Keep looking for opportunities. Keep looking, surveying what, what's going on. Here's the best free tip I can give your audience. Whatever business you're in, listener, there's something that Google does called Google Alerts. You can go on there, type in Google Alerts on Google. They'll allow you to mm -hmm. search, to type in a phrase, uh, you know, that you can then get alerts either once a day in real time. Now, you don't want to say, you know, pools, because if you say pools, you're going to get 4,000 <laughs> yeah. things every hour. Sure. But, mm -hmm. you know, sideways pools, you put that in there. And when people are talking in on the internet about sideways pools or whatever it is that you do, when you can find a way to make it kind of narrowed down, you'll get alerts on that and you'll know what's going on. Now you may ask yourself, okay, if I see a story that's done on something that I do, I'm too late. Not necessarily. Again, remember I said it's a long game. So there's going to be a reporter who's on that, who's, who wrote that story or who filmed that story or, or who did radio on that story. Um, that's someone you can meet because that's someone who is likely to do another story in that area of expertise that you have. So build a, and here, here, Russ, I'm going to date myself, build your Rolodex. <laughs> oh, right? wow. <laughs> I know. I had one of those. <laughs> yeah. Build your contact list of people that you know in, in journalism, uh, mm -hmm. who you can then pitch to. You might have missed the first story that you get a Google alert on, but they're going to become aware of you as you pitch them and talk to them about what it is that you do. I think that's uh, it's great advice. And it's something that if you listen to the show, we've touched on this in some ways, at least in various ways, right? Where it's basically it's becoming an expert, not just in your business or your industry, like just like the craft of your industry, you know, digging pools. It's about learning like everything about the industry, like as touching as many points as you can. Um, yeah. Learning. Okay. Who writes stories about this? What, what right. are the industry magazines? What are the industry websites? See magazines. That's kind of old too, but uh, what are the websites? <laughs> who are the reporters on those websites? Like whatever you can learn about whatever it is that is, you know, if it's, if it's a pool digging business, learn everything you can about it. Because that that's going to benefit you in, in a lot of different ways, and Absolutely. it's yeah. yeah, it's it's just it's it's something that I think I didn't figure out right away when I first started my business, but it was something that once I did figure that out, it made huge changes for my business when I was running it. And the good news about that is that not everybody, in fact, fewer than fifty percent of the businesses do that. What you just right. described learning the marketplace, learning what's going on in the media, knowing who the media folks are who cover your industry, your business, what you speak about, what you write about, whatever that is, knowing who those folks are so you can target them. People don't do that nearly as much as they should. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's not low-hanging fruit, but it's not sky-hanging fruit either. It's somewhere in the yeah. middle and you can get there. And again, you just have to keep working at it. Don't get discouraged as it goes on. I mean, I, I will send out a news pitch to um, a targeted list of journalists. It's not a big, you know, long press release. It's just a news pitch offering an interview about something that's going on in news. And, and you know, I'll get 
no response. I'll get, uh, you know, no thanks responses. Right. That's okay. Those things happen. You're going to have um, some breakage as you go, but previous non-traction does not mean future non-traction. You just got to keep plugging at it. You got to keep refining your message, keep refining who your audience is that you're reaching out to in the in the media, and those things will click. At some point, there will be a perfect meeting of what's going on in the culture and what you're doing in your business or in your speaking. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking a lot about you know going to reporters, you know, whether it's in newspaper, uh, magazine, magazines. What's that, right? Anyway, but I want—they're actually coming back. They're coming back. Are magazines like going back? Are, are they Mag- online magazines or are they just really <laughs> no. print magazines? No. Print magazines are coming back. I I do work for a publisher who just started. Uh, their own publisher magazine with, you know, here's, here's things by authors about how you get your book written and what you find out if you read my book. And there are, there are, there's more than one that's doing that. So they're coming back just like LPs are coming back. I threw all of my records out. (laughs) Now they're back. Now they're worth something. (laughs) So I know I did the same thing and I regret it. And, and I just went into my garage and I saw a box of CDs and DVDs and I'm going, Oh, I better not make the same mistake again. Right. I, yep. I better hold go. on to these, right? Right. <laughs> so. so, yes, I mean, magazines are coming back. There are people, there, there, podcasts, again, like this one right here, are a great new place. And the beautiful part about it, I talk about it in my book, it used to be that that the main opinion shapers of what was going on in the culture were had offices in New York, high-rises in New York and, and Los Angeles. Now, truly influential people can do things from their studio apartments, right? Mm. I mean, that we've 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 democratized the way information, the way news is created, and that is a beautiful thing because it just creates more opportunity. Far from being a cacophony of too many voices, there's a lot of voices out there now that you can then you know target even more. It gives you more people to target, more people to get. Um, connected to so that you can have access to their audience like I'm getting access to your audience right now. Yeah. I want to talk more about that. We got to take a break. But when we come back, let's uh, dig in to that topic a little bit more. (laughs) Thanks for plugging my website. (laughs) And we're back with DIY for Business. Russ and Greg here with you. Are heard on the Best Business Network. Uh, if you haven't done it yet, please go to thebestbusinessnetwork.com. Check out all the great business shows that we have there. And we are on the Electricast Media uh, Network. So electricast.com is another fantastic site where you're going to find a number of podcasts of all different topics. Today, we're talking to Gary Schneeberger, the president of Roar and the author of Bite the Dog. And before the break, we were talking a little bit about, you know, people can get their message out there from their apartments, right? It's amazing right. the way people uh, can get their message out there. And, you know, up to this point in uh, in this conversation, we've been talking a lot about, you know, getting to the press and the media and that. So, but there's also the aspect of just going on social media, doing podcasts like you're doing right mm-hmm. now. Uh, there's so many new ways, newer ways to get the message out there. 
And I was just wondering at, at, at Roar, how do you help people, you know, in the digital space, not necessarily going through media? It's the same principle in the sense that you've got to know what your message is. You've got to frame your message up in the best way that puts your best foot forward. You got to put your best uh, rhetorical foot forward. So if, if you remove the media from the equation, you still got to appeal to in some way, um, uh, whoever that social media influencer might be that you're trying to get to. And just like, you know, we talked earlier about it's important to um, study who the reporters are, who the journalists are, if you're trying to break through their goal line, um, you've got to follow those social media folks too. You've got to know their beat. Before I came on the show, um, just as an example, I listened to, you know, not every podcast you've ever done, but I've listened, you know, I, I listened enough to, to get an idea of your personalities to know, you know, is this going to be, um, you know, really serious? Uh, is this gonna, is, are we going to be able to make jokes? Um, you know, are the dogs going to come in? Right. I mean, you know, just to kind of know the personalities of people. And again, that's, that's part of, part of the things I coach my uh, clients on all the time is you want to meet your, outlet, whether that's social media or that's press, meet them where they're at. You want to not offer them, you know, if they're used to delivering hamburgers to their audiences, you don't want to come in there with T-bones, right? You want to come in there with your messaging being what appeals to whoever that audience is, be it a traditional quote unquote media audience of listeners, viewers, and uh, readers, or being sort of a new media, social media um, uh, folks who engage at that level. Let me tell you a story. When I when I ran my business, something that I did. Okay. I, I, so I, I invented this thing. I, was, I ran an entertainment company, right? And um, right outside of the whole dot-com boom came the dot-com bust. And all of a sudden, I'm transitioning away from all of these corporate gigs that I'm doing. You know, I was like, I, I was going from, I don't know, a Tuesday afternoon in the Yahoo parking lot under a tent with like $10,000 of lights pulled in and couches and all this crazy right. rental stuff, like these huge parties that they would do. And you know, that was just a typical Tuesday <laughs> and then all the money <laughs> dried up and we didn't have that anymore. So I needed to come up with different things. And also I'm, I'm a big fan of, of automation, which hopefully you listen to the automation sensation show, uh, uh, Gary, that's, that's the one you got to listen to. What are um, Russ's best, best shows ever? <laughs> <laughs> um, but with, with that, I said, okay, well, I need to figure out a way to really kind of shift from the corporate gigs over to events that are happening. So what events mm -hmm. are happening? Well, there's always going to be school dances, proms, things like that. And there's always going to be weddings. So let me switch over to that, right? So I needed to automate as well. And I had 13 different DJs going out and doing parties and whatnot. Wow. And I had to make it as easy as possible for these guys to, to do the, the uh, you know, the job, right? And the easier I made it for them, well, you know, the better the rate was for them as well, right? Because they didn't have right. to go find music and things like that. So what I did was I invented this thing where basically somebody would go to the website, they would submit their musical requests, and it would automatically generate the playlist that would land onto their computer where they would spit out the music for that particular uh, you know, event. And people could vote on music. People can, you know, you can see like wow. a live tally of the music, like all this cool stuff. And I decided, okay, well, this isn't really appropriate for weddings. 
I mean, brides and grooms can select their music and we'll place it in order so that it all works. But this really works for proms. So I came up with this whole thing around that. I found the tech reporters here in the Bay Area that were yeah. desperate for stories at the time because all the stories were frankly depressing about, you know, Webvan going out of business or whoever, Pets.com. And now I'm starting this this kind of new little tech idea that I that I had. So I contacted all these people and I actually got a story put out there about this. Like, you know, the, the future of proms, digital, you know, blah, 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 blah. And like all, all right, this stuff, gold, the gold story gold. got out. And it was fantastic. I loved it. It was great. And then I started looking at the comments. <laughs> it's like people are like, ick. Oh, can't believe. That was the first comment, ick. I still remember that one. Just I-C-K. <laughs> it's like, oh. But at least there they were spelled people that it right. hated it. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> there were people that hated it, but it really worked for me. <laughs> like yep. I've hooked a ton of schools and it really helped me to be able to say that I was featured in, you know, various news sources and whatnot. Oh, One of them wasn't even good. in the Bay area and I was featured and I was like, cool. I could at least say that I was, you know, where I can't even remember which paper it was, but I was in like a newspaper some somewhere in the country. It was so like incredible to get that story out there, but like it really hit me on the negative, right? Like I was just like, oh man, <laughs> I hate that people dislike this. How do you, how do you get past that? And how do you just like look at the positives? And I- I- is it positive? I guess I'm I'm looking at not the spin of the media, but the spin inside your your own head. How do you advise oh, yeah. clients on that? Absolutely. The first thing I would say is what you just described, Russ, was exactly what we were talking about earlier, and that is. Um, exceeding expectations, right? Everybody has in their mind this idea of what a DJ service does. You did it, you know, crowdsourced it in some way. I mean, you did it differently. You exceeded expectations, probably in some ways upset expectations about how people think those things work. That is what got the trigger pulled on a story for you. That's great. And you're absolutely right about that story becomes part of your, and this isn't hyperbole, even though in my line of work, hyperbole is okay. It's not hyperbole (laughs) for me to say that that's a, that will always be part of your legacy. Quick story. I had a a client I worked with who um, um, had written a book uh, on situational awareness for women, how to keep themselves safe when they travel, uh, when they're just kind of going through the city, that sort of thing. And uh, it was it was right at the time, a couple of years back, when all these uh, rideshare uh, uh, mm. incidents were happening, where people were impersonating rideshare drivers, and they were, they were, they were, you know, causing harm to women. And uh, the New York Times did a big story on it. Well, I crafted uh, with the client a letter to the editor to the New York Times that unpacked some of the best learnings in her book. Now, I'll tell you this, as a guy who's in the business, it's harder to get a letter to the editor to the New York Times than it is to get an op-ed in the New York Times, because you're never going to get an op-ed in the New York Times if your mm-hmm. name isn't, you know, uh, Kamala Harris, right? This is, it's not going to happen. Um, but letters, huge competition. They're, they, I'm sure they, they get tens of thousands of letters every day. We got a letter of hers in the New York Times talking about this situation, how to protect yourself. If you're a woman who's, you know, traveling for nice. the rest of her life, my client can say, and she still puts it on her, on her, her speaking one sheets as featured in the New York times that nice. never goes away. That logo never goes away. So yeah. 
that's the positive. So swim around in that a lot. Know that when you get that logo, when you get that story, that becomes part of your legacy and you can then leverage it again to get more opportunities, right? You've become um, that that third party affirmation has boosted you up. Now it's not you just talking about yourself. This this paper, this 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 online site did a story on you. That's important. As for how you deal with the negative, don't read the stuff. I mean, I was a, <laughs> I was a, I used to be. I'm seriously. I used to be a reporter, and I I was just coming out of my reporting career when online um, comment sections were created. Mm-hmm. Uh, for news stories. And I still can't figure out if they're the best thing or the worst thing that ever happened to journalism, Uh because it gives the, it, 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 it's interactive and allows the audience some skin in the game in, in commenting on what they see. However, they don't always comment most um, articulately and those things can stick. I, I still have one of my, I mean, it's funny, you know, that, that you remember Ick. I mean, I worked in Hollywood, (laughs) right? I worked in Hollywood and I worked uh, on, on several movies uh, that, that, and there was one in particular, if you've ever, this was in 20, I think it was in 2014, the movie Noah. It was, uh, it started Russell Crowe. It was about the biblical yeah. story of Noah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. got, it got, you know, it, it did really well in the box office. It won its weekend, which is all you ever care about in Hollywood. Did you win your opening weekend? But folks in the faith-based press hated that movie just hated that movie. And we were a firm that marketed to folks in the faith-based press. So we, I mean, we had things on our websites and, and people said the, said the worst things. I I actually, it's funny because it came up in my Facebook memories like a week ago. (laughs) Somebody, somebody actually wrote an op-ed and published it and said of the firm I belonged to at the time, how dare you? (laughs) That's what she said. How dare you? And so, you know, I wrote back how I dared, uh, but you know, that here's, here's the good thing about that. We're laughing about that. Now I'm laughing about that. Now that was a moment that was a moment in time that's gone. What's not gone is Noah did well. What's not gone is at a time in the culture when every movie was about uh, someone that you read about in a comic book or a Harry Potter book, a story mm. from the quote unquote good book took the box office. That's never going to go away. That's always going to be part of the legacy of what happened with the movie Noah, far more than some crabby woman who asked me, how dare I? Right. Like those comments, uh, you know, maybe lasted five minutes. Exactly. The fact that you won the weekend will last forever. I mean, that that's historic, right? I mean, if people go back and look who was the top box office movie for that weekend, Noah is going to be there. Right. Nobody will ever remember that one negative comment or rest. Nobody will remember Ick. Right. (laughs) I do. And it it makes a difference because what it does is it, 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 it puts in the, in the minds of the people who read that story, the innovation that you bring to something. That's what happened. Right. Certainly in your case, Russ, they, they're remembering the innovation. Yeah. Far more people were like innovative, not ick it was a different I word. So, right. you know, right. the easiest thing to do is, you know, it's the old thing we learned when we were kids. I'm rubber, you're glue. Everything you say bounces off me and sticks <laughs> to you. Like right. those people who are taking those comment sections and they are, they are filling them with their, 
their bile, their anger, their frustration, their whatever. That's mm-hmm. got exactly what Greg said. It's got like a five minute life. It's gone. They used to say about newspapers when I was in newspapers, they, you know, they call it the fish wrap because that yeah. all it, right the news would come out yeah. and the next day it was in the garbage and then more news came out that's the way it is on those kinds of things too but that that um innovation that you brought to the way that the djing is done is still i assume i would guess is still paying dividends for you today well i sold the company so it did <laughs> yeah, there, there you go <laughs> it helped yeah. it yeah, helped it was, it was a good thing i mean it did it did help and it it made me um, uh, you know, the, the, the bigger thing about it was, I think it helped me to kind of get more events, not related to the prom side, but it, it, it showed that I was a bigger company and it, it, it helped right. to build the, the reputation of it, which right. except for that ick, but you know, that's all right. All right. So <laughs> I'm not very good at, 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 uh, numbers, but I know that cause I'm a word guy, but I know that we're probably getting close to the end. Here's a question you guys can ask me that's that that's kind of fun to wrap up on. And, and and not many PR guys will tell you this. We'll ask will say, ask me this, because PR is is generally thought of as a business where you can't promise anything. It's not like advertising. You can promise it's going to run on this day, in this, you know, at mm-hmm. this time, in this way, in this place. So PR guys, it's like it's 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 more of a dance. I called it a long game earlier. But I can tell you this: your listeners can be in control of any interview they ever do. If there's fear in their hearts, in their heads about, you know, aggressive reporters, or I'm going to say something stupid or whatever that might be, I can guarantee how they can be, and it's never failed me once, how they'll be in control of any interview they do. I got to find out. How can they be in control? You were taking notes earlier, Russ. Uh, You might want to take notes on this because this is... (laughs) And here's how you can guarantee you're in control of any interview you do. Do it. The reason why that's true (laughs) is because most people have it wrong of who's quote unquote in control of an interview. The reporter is not. You are as the source. They need you more than you need them in this sense. As we talked about earlier, they are trying to inform, entertain, equip, excite their audience. You're the reason you're the person that they have, they have brought into the tent to do that. So they need you more than you need them. You don't have to answer every question they ask in the way they want you to answer it. You can do what I call in, um, in, uh, my, uh, my, it's where I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm fading out here because I put it somewhere and I can't find it. Here it is. All right. You're in control. And one of the ways that you're in control is you can, not you don't have to answer every question the way that it's presented to you. You can do what I call the bump and run, right? Someone asks you a question designed to knock you off balance. Something as simple as saying, I heard your question. You know, that's a really, really interesting question, Russ. But I think the issue really is, and then you go make your talking points. Always remember when you do an interview, you're not there. The, the agenda you're there to serve is your own. And I don't mean that cravenly. I mean that as you have a position you want to get across that will bring publicity and attention to your business um, or your offering, you're in control. Stick to your talking points. Um, I have this uh, this thing that I do, and if you want to put it in the show notes or something, I can send you guys a bunch of them. You can give them to people, but it's called the Roar 4x4, and it's, it's the simple, surefire way to be heard in media interviews. And there's four tips 
to preparing your message to make sure you stay on message, and then four tips to deliver your message. And I've got a bunch of these cards that I, you know, I'm happy to send you a little small bit of them if you want to send, or people can email me and I'll send them to them. There, it's also on my website if they want to go. It's at weroar.la. You can look for the Roar 4x4 on there. And it's just a, some, some little tips to help you DIY, right? To help you do it. Um, uh, you know, I'll be honest about my book. My book was not every key to every room in the PR house is not in this book. <laughs> you can you can open some doors on your own, some doors hopefully, and it's proven true, has have led people to hire me to come in and do some PR work for them. But there's a whole lot you can learn, like the Google alert system, like how to frame up a message, how to um, how to not rely on press releases, but how to create a press um interview opportunity pitch that you can send to people. There's a lot of, there's a lot of keys to a lot of doors in the book. And would you say the best way for them to get a hold of you if they're interested in hiring you is go to the website first step? Yeah. Uh, right on the website at uh, weroar.la, which is funny. I started it when I was still working in LA before I transitioned back to work to uh, living in Wisconsin. And you'd think that LA stands for Los Angeles, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. I wanted it to. Yeah, but it's, oh. it's actually the it's the country code for Lithuania. Oh, <laughs> um, but but it works as right at WeRoar.LA as Los Angeles, and I still do some work for the film industry, so that's still legit. But yeah, you can go to the website, and there's there's sort of a, a three questions at the top of what are you looking for um, when you decide what it is when you look at those offerings on the homepage. You can then uh, send an email uh, to us, and um, I'll get back to you, and we'll have a conversation. Well, awesome. We really appreciate you coming on with us. You dropped some fantastic wisdom tonight. Well, that is uh, extremely kind, and I've, uh, no one's going to be able to see this because the, it's just audio. But your yellow shirt is is fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that as well, Greg, but uh, I, I didn't. Well, I got to wear this more often then. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. It was uh, it was a, it was a spirited conversation, and you guys are exactly what I thought you would be when I listened to the show, and that's good. You're authentic, and they, there's nothing better than that in the in the in the communications business. And you did great preparation for the show, so <laughs> exactly. the, that's, that's the key to be you know hiring a good PR firm. The preparation. Exactly. Don't make the same mistakes that Peloton made. <laughs> ah, amen. Now that's a mic drop moment right there. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network and Electrocast Media. The subjects that we cover on this podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. Also, thanks to Greg's Docs. Uh, they didn't make an appearance uh, this time. Uh, maybe it's the yellow shirt. It, it, it got them away. <laughs> All of the information is opinion-based, especially when it's about uh, Greg shirt. Uh, you may want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Uh, Greg and I want your company to succeed and we are happy to take your questions. We would also love to hear your suggestions for future episodes. If there's an area where you need solid business advice or help, let us know and we might be able to build an entire episode around it and get your questions answered. You can reach out to us by heading over to our website, diyforbusinesspodcast.com and that link is in the podcast description. We also love talking to business owners. So head over to our website and please do. We would love to talk to you and learn more about your business. We thank you again for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, where you are not alone.
Are you ready to write? Are you ready to become a published writer? Then tune in and take notes because each week on Simply Write with Polly, we cover writing craft, the ins and outs of running a writing business, and we'll also hear from some big name authors about how they get their work done and published so that we can learn to do it too. Join us each week right here on the Creators Network of Electrocast for Simply Write with Polly. Hey gang, I'm Nikki LaCroce, host of Who the Fuck, a show that explores the power of human connection and the profound resilience of the human spirit through compassionate conversations that help you better understand yourself so you can live with the sense of peace, purpose, and joy that you deserve. Each episode offers a safe space for guests to share intimate details of their personal journey and lessons learned along the way as we all seek to answer life's most important question. Who the fuck am I? 